ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And uh, today, well, we're not going to the cinema today. We're going to watch a Netflix movie on on Netflix on our television, Mm -hmm. in our living room. Yeah. But we're still walking because we're committed to the bit. We will always walk. It's actually genuinely the only exercise we get walking (laughs) for this podcast. (laughs) This podcast is keeping us alive. keeping us alive. But everyone's talking about the grey man. So we have to watch it. We even put up a poll on Twitter asking you guys, should we watch it? And like, still running but about 70% people are saying we should watch it and yes that's the majority it's trending and I think it may have been in some cinemas but not any near us I think so. it, got a, it, got a, it got a cinematic release and then went on Netflix so because also they have to do that for award seasons reasons yeah. don't they for it to be qualified as a cinematic anyway I'm excited movie. to watch it because yeah, purely because everyone's talking about it on Twitter and uh, I haven't even caught a trailer for it literally don't know anything neither, about it neither have I <laughs> that's because it's on Netflix so we didn't see ads when we I were know, in the cinema I know it stars uh, Ryan Ryan uh, Re- I was about to say Reynolds it's the other one Ryan Gosling. Gosling Ryan yeah. Gosling and Chris Evans and it is directed by the Russo brothers who did uh, a Avengers? lot of the Marvel movies okay. and uh, and it is a spy action movie which is our our exact vibe. genre we like that yeah okay um, great god I've got very high hopes now that's, and that's all I know I don't know any details okay yeah. I don't know if my hopes should be this high because I feel like a lot of people are like it's shit on Twitter <laughs> well about 23% of our our followers on Twitter say don't watch it so. <laughs> but I think that's a pretty good success ratio okay I'm prepared to really like this Okay, I hope. I so. mean, I'm technically I'm prepared to really like any movie I'm about to watch. It's it, just nice to have a, a new action thriller to watch, but at home. I th- exactly. Yeah. I, I, what I'm trying to say is, I'm in the mood to watch an action movie. And we were just commenting, you know, this is how Netflix works. We've just been commenting that the only thing we've watched on Netflix, like in months, is Stranger Things, to the point where Stranger Things was the only thing in our continue watching room. <laughs> So they've just they they've just given us enough to keep us hooked. Besides, is it cake? Oh yeah, besides, is it cake? <laughs> and the floor is lava. <laughs> They're in our kids' profile. Yeah. So yeah, here we go. Off to watch Grey Man. Right. We'll see, see you on the other side. They have something they really want. What's your gut? It's going to be my funeral. You're going to next. You want to make an omelet? You got to kill some people. You must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The trash dash, it just, it leans Lloyd. Easy. I'm about to put a hit so big on your boy's head. 
But even his most loyal allies won't hesitate to drop a dime. Every grade-A wet team from here to Reykjavik will be vying for the prestige of killing the infamous Sierra Six. I can kill anybody. Right, hello, we're back. We've seen The Grey Man on Netflix. And we are recording this the morning after. And we, up top, I have to say, we both really enjoyed it last night. And now this morning we're like, God, if we'd, what was if that we'd, thing we if we'd recorded this last night, this would have been probably a more glowing review. Yeah, it's an interesting one because normally our podcast obviously is, you know, you get our instant reaction as we come out of the cinema. And that does tend to be different after you've kind of slept on a movie. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, like, we, sadly, we, were, we can't leave our house at 11pm we when our children are asleep <laughs> yeah. and go for a walk around the block, chat about a movie. But no, I... You're right, we were quite satisfied I had a lot of fun. We it had was, a lot of fun. I would say for a movie to watch at home on the couch like as part of my Netflix subscription I really enjoyed it uh, like we love action movies I thought probably particularly the first half of this movie was very compelling um, it was really nice to see Ryan Gosling in an action role that I don't know if I've seen him in one before but he's great um, I enjoyed all the cast I loved um, I keep forgetting which Chrissy is Captain America one of the Chris's in Hollywood. Chris America's. Is I thought he was great as the villain, like really great. So we got one of the Ryans and one of the Chris's. Yeah, he's so confusing. By the way, Kathy, uh, while we were watching this movie, described uh, Ryan Gosling as the lesser Ryan, which I had to disagree with. But then I'll take I realized... Gosling over Reynolds. He's got way more range. But then I remembered he was in the Notebook, and I veered back again. But my point had been actually that it just begs comparison because they have the same name. I should never have been comparing those two actors. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're very different. They're just both called Ryan and are really handsome. Well, I don't know. Are they that different? They both veer kind of between action and comedy roles. I'd I, say Ryan I, But Gosling, I would say Gosling does or has done drama a bit He's more a of a heavy better. hitter. Yeah. But he, turns out, is a great, great, great action star. So I really enjoyed. And what this movie did that I really like is it, it's done that nice thing that's, you know, very heavily evident in movies like Bond and Mission Impossible where they're leaping around European cities and just great set pieces and all of them. So, yeah, I, there was loads to enjoy here. Anna de Armas, I think, is great. She's in it. It did leave me slightly at the end feeling a little bit like I'd potentially just watched a paint by numbers. <laughs> we'll take someone from Knives Out here and someone from Bond here and we'll take and someone, someone from Bridgerton, from Bridgerton here <laughs> and reason. we'll take someone from... <laughs> Uh, Captain America here but I don't I don't actually mind that but I could see why people may mind it uh, like overall I had a lot of fun with it do I think it should become a universe spin-off which I've since read um, this is supposed to become what is it? it's like going to be like this world is now a universe that they're going to keep making movies oh I did, I did I did read that Netflix were hoping this is going to be the, their like <laughs> tentpole movie series I think series. it's gonna be yeah and like, Which I, yeah, I don't mind know if watching it another one but I'm certainly like not seeking to watch another one but know. overall I actually do recommend it as a movie you've got Netflix he's at home of course you should watch it it's on your Netflix oh already. I would recommend this yeah. as well stick it on it's definitely it's a, it's it's um, two hours and nine minutes it's zipped along it's very entertaining everyone involved seems to be having a blast there's a lot of really good and inventive action sequences in it I'd, I'll call out a few of them in in spoilers um, I think it is not it particularly from a plot or character level it's not particularly interesting or different 
if anything, it's unfortunately living in the shadow of the two you mentioned, you know, Mission Impossible in particular, Bond, The Bourne. Like, I don't think it's quite different enough to them or better than any of them. It's it's sort of like a mediocre version of all of them. But also it is better than mediocre. This film has some uh, really good elements to it and... uh, yeah, and I enjoyed it. But, but as we said at the top of this, I woke up this morning and it was like it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... I can barely it remember was like it. A, it was like a dream. It left no <laughs> lasting impact. Uh, you know, the fast food analogy gets thrown out a lot when referring to movies or, or, or culture. And this is fast food. It also has elements straightly ripped out of, uh, straight ripped out of Fast and the Furious as well, like to add another franchise in that is kind of knocking off. Yeah. yeah one couple of times the actual score like teases Bond it's like do do. It teases <laughs> the score which by the way is completely un- for- forgettable. I don't I don't it made no impact except as Cathy said, when it reminded me of Bond, are they just doing they're just fucking trumpets and brass coming out now? But they're deliberately doing. I think it was an homage stuff, and they definitely did some Mission Impossible stuff with like him literally jumping out of a plane and like touching on the score there. Mission Impossible. The Mission Impossible score felt like it crept in, and then there were even um, weird like references to Mission Impossible, like um, when at one point Chris Evans says, uh, "You know, he basically says the line from." the first Mission Impossible you find someone he cares about and we squeeze <laughs> he says the words yeah, and but, you squeeze but there's a, the, this is where you're like it's a fine line because are they homaging and referencing or are they just knocking it off I know and don't, I don't know where the I line is I think it's homage here. reference I do but I don't I just think be careful not to remind us of the thing that is better that than is this. better than yeah and we are know. obsessed with Mission Impossible on this podcast by the way so we're like heavily biased and, and we're and not that huge was... Bond fans either but at the same time I was like you have Anna Darmus in it Bond... like the last Bond was such a good movie like don't cast her and then just remind us even though she is brilliant by the way she got way more to do in this movie she's a brilliant action star I loved her she's good but yeah. don't remind us about her and Bond and then her and Chris are together I can't remember surnames I'm not saying it her and Chris Evans. Captain America are together slightly reminding me of Knives Out and albeit he's got more to do in this he's great in this he's brilliant in he's, this as well he is fantastic like the casting really elevates this movie and also the Russo director uh, Russo brothers are obviously very accomplished directors in, in terms of like directing large scale projects and this felt like it was in the hands of very competent directors like I could follow all the action scenes there was so many different set pieces and they were whizzing all around Europe at, at no point was I lost and I think that while that doesn't sound like a compliment it actually is because a lot of these movies you can get really disengaged from the action and I thought like yeah. there's such such cool stuff on like particularly on like a tram scene that I was really into so I think there's actually loads going for it and it's almost a shame it wasn't on the big screen <laughs> it's more it is, you're right though it is more uh, I think it would have looked good on the big screen but I think to your point about like um, the difference between this and Bond in particular um, and I'm not a big fan of the Bond films I, I, I just never really engaged with them or that character but what those films have in spades is particularly the most recent ones. They look amazing. Yeah. They, like they are the cinematography. I mean, you got they got you got Roger Deakins doing doing a lot of them. Like they look 
insane like next level this movie looks very good and expensive but it's not it's like Bond when you're watching a Bond movie and we did love the most recent one it's like you're it's just screams luxury and premium it like so that's kind of that's USP Mission Impossible's USP is oh Tom Cruise is actually doing this stuff and it looks amazing <laughs> and Christopher McQuarrie and him are just concocting the most batshit real world uh, like next level things I mean there's um, some airplane stuff in this and, and you commented it was like this is all CG right I mean like get, give us Tom like, Cruise if you're not jumping out of an airplane I don't want to see it like don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. even show me pretense so, of someone jumping out of an airplane And it, but to, their, to this movie's uh, credit though and I actually think this is really valid like Bond is made for a big screen Bond has got decades worth of contractual agreements with all the product placement in it and like it's you know you get to feature those cars on the contingency that it's played on the big screen which is one of the reasons it was like delayed for years post pandemic they were not going to release it on the small screen that had broken all their contracts this movie was made for a smaller screen and that's okay and it's one of our cribs about Stranger Things this season is we thought they blew so much money they wasted money on it and, I, and I'm not saying this movie wasn't incredibly expensive because I'm sure it was but at the end of the day it's not designed to be played on the cinema screen so I don't know if I agree I don't know if the Russos would agree with that although however uh, no some of the CG was very visible I think for a large cinematic release you wouldn't have had CG like that CG did, you, like did that. you read some of the comments um, that, that they made in an interview recently which, which was doing the rounds uh, in which they were they were asked about uh, the difference between cinema and streaming networks and they described cinema as being um, as a concept being uh, a form of gatekeeping not everyone can afford to go to the cinema and blah 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 and I did not agree with any of their comments I thought they were really odd but then do they think everyone can afford a Netflix subscription and a television well, and like, the internet yeah I mean that's I get actually, it that's actually like in terms of gatekeeping which I don't agree with the term in this set point anyway but gatekeeping having access to internet a device at the screen and a Netflix subscription is way more expensive than paying to go to the cinema than a trip to the cinema and I get it I mean a trip to the cinema for us and our children is going to be and, and for a family that's an expensive day out and you've got to buy all the stuff I get it like it's not necessarily a cheap thing but it's like come on gatekeeping I mean I get it that like releasing something on Netflix yes it probably is going to give it more accessibility it and will, availability yeah. fine but like don't don't call out cinema as being some You're sort of exclusive cinema like, it's like, but also Netflix, having true. it on Netflix isn't like having a piece of art in a free museum that kids go on a school tour yes to. exactly so I thought their <laughs> comments and look I, I did not um, read the entire interview I just read some of their, their uh, comments out of context but uh, I, that, that argument I think is 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 uh, poor. It's pointless, um, and it's just, it's not an argument that needs to be made. We're delighted when movies come out on streaming services because then we don't have to pay and go to the cinema. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so fine. Exactly. But overall, now, honestly, before we get to spoilers, just like if you like action movies, totally recommend it. One of our followers on Twitter actually said that it's like watching paint dry, which I think is interesting because I didn't find that at all. No, but look, I guess it's not going to be for everyone. I mean, if I was to put a number on it, I'd say 23% of people aren't going to enjoy this movie. Uh, um, before we get to... We're going to go to full Spoiler Street. So if you don't want any spoilers in a minute, we're about to turn on to Spoiler Street. Uh, but before we do, I'd like to um, say a big thank you, for, and I'm sure Kathy would as well, thank to you. all of our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the cinema who keep this uh, show going. Um, and we have some lovely new ones who I would like to shout out, uh, including 
Andy Gaffney. Hi, Andy. Who is a podcast producer who's made a great podcast called Promenade, which is nominated for Best New Podcast at the Irish Podcast Awards. Check and British Podcast Awards. And he was nominated for British Podcast Awards. And uh, we're on it as well. <laughs> so, so go, so <laughs> go Andy, listen to that. Uh, uh, but it's totally un- unrelated that he's apparently one of our new patrons. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> yes. This all sounds very backhanded now, doesn't it? Um, Matthew, thank you to Andy. Thank you to Matthew Mould. Uh, thank you to Kieran Harrington. Thanks to Andy uh, McCurley, to Owen Smith, and to Louise Littlefield, and to Liz Smith. So they are all um, new patrons okay. over at patreon.com forward slash the cinema. And what do they get for two or three <laughs> pounds a month? They get access to a monthly retro movie. We watched My Cousin Vinny last time. We are about to do a Cork Connections movie uh, in tandem with the Best Bits podcast um, and you can vote for the one you want there including Michael Collins War of the Buttons and even Titanic um, and we've done loads of TV stuff we do loads of TV stuff so we just got you've got the whole of season four Stranger Things you can hear us talking about that um, or the boys or loads of other and stuff and every week we watch um, we do a full review of For All Mankind every week yes because we're obsessed with that which show. is tonight yeah Ooh. So, full spoilers now for the Grey Man. Um, so I'd like, I'd like to. Kind of nothing to spoil yeah, on the movie. I got oh, loads. Of, I, got I loads wrote down loads there. of things which I thought were, like, I, I while I don't think that the plot or the characters were inventive or different, and the way it looked wasn't particularly inventive or different. It was all pretty safe. I did think that uh, there were some action setups and scenes which were like, oh, that's cool. I haven't seen that before. Like uh, a hand-to-hand fight in amongst a lot of pipes setting off fireworks I thought was interesting from a yeah. lighting perspective yeah, and just kind of cool. cool there's some great use of um, Ryan Gosling that, that scene he has fighting while he's holding a flare on the airplane I thought the whole airplane scene while it was CGI and wasn't <laughs> Tom Cruise going out of an airplane it can't, not, ev- not everything great. can be that not everyone is a fucking mental head like Tom Cruise and I thought it was really uh, uh, well really done it. and effective and then I fighting over it. the parachute and then in the end he your man dies on the parachute and he, he lands yeah. fine <laughs> yeah, I also really enjoyed the whole bit where Billy Bob Thorn- Thornton uh, Ryan Reynolds figures out sorry Ryan Gosling figures out that Billy Bob Thornton stopped him in and he kills everyone on the plane and takes it down so good so good um, and I what, I what I also appreciated in that moment was that in any other movie you'd get the moment I'll, I'll never work with you You'll, I'll never give up my boy or any of this like but Billy Bob Thornton straight away chooses his nephew over Ryan Gosling, which is what uh, sorry his niece, and also which is what Ryan, a human being would do. But also I think. Ryan Gosling does the same when Chris uh, Pine tries to get him to come Evans. and rescue him. Oh, fuck it, Chris Evans tries to get him to come back. He's like, he's a big boy. He made his own decisions. Neither are gonna give in to those basic demands. Yeah, I, I, I liked that. I appreciated yeah. that. And Billy Bob Thornton really didn't have much to do in this, but no. he was, you know, he's always good. Um, few other things that were very, very understated role for Billy Bob Thornton. Actually, yeah, he's hamming it up. I think this is the show up and uh, receive your paycheck kind of vibe. He didn't put in much effort. Yeah, um, uh, so unlike, unlike Chris as... Evans, who chewed every bit of scenery <laughs> he could find and was incredibly entertaining. What was the movie we watched recently in the cinema? Where uh, I think it was was it Donald Sutherland literally showed up for one minute oh my in a god wheelchair. it was Moonfall <laughs> yeah and Donald Sutherland he stand up he's in the trailer and he's like that's the entirety of the, his appearance now that's movie. showing up and just getting your paycheck in fairness I'd say Billy Bob Thornton did a bit more than that Abs- oh he did to be fair um, two other th- a few other things I thought were really cool um, the whole um, Ryan Gosling down the well thing 
was that brilliant. Was class. His whole MacGyver thing. When the guy put thing. him in the trap door as well, and he was taking the photo of him. Yeah, we knew he was going to betray him, obviously. But like, but we I didn't, didn't expect. Didn't that. think there was a trap door. Yeah, that um, was very fun. The the whole scene with him handcuffed to uh, the bench in Prague. That while, was amazing. While the world, <laughs> while a massive like attack happened, and the bad guy's like, "Can anyone just shoot the guy who's fucking chained to the bench?" <laughs> yeah. That whole scene, that whole Prague bit. I had loads of fun with and I loved when Anna de Armas like shows up fully rescues him is yeah. driving alongside the tram the tram was, and that's was great. when I was like oh now they're doing speed they just keep doing and there's loads movies. of great there's loads of great little little like touches like when he kills a guy by looking in the reflection yeah, of the class. buildings um, do you know what we're such suckers for this stuff like, we were like, like yeah this is so fun I really, some really well storyboarded action sequences um, what it was missing though to, 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 to compare it to yet another action <laughs> franchise um, what I thought it was missing was um, the sort of close hand to hand and steady combat you get in a John Wick movie where it, the direction like I thought the the fight scenes were solid but they're still edited in a way where I'm like there's lots of cuts whereas like with a John Wick scene you're like fucking Keanu Reeves just learnt this whole thing and is doing some serious martial arts with some other people who are also awesome with that I felt like yeah but that's Ryan a bit Gosling, like the Tom um, Cruise Mission Impossible thing like not everyone can be martial arts experts not everyone can jump out of yeah, the plane but Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise are 60 years old right yeah, but they're only doing like, one thing in those movies in fairness in this movie they're doing like everything at the same time and now that I think about it you know who else um, Chris Captain America was giving me vibes of Henry Cavill in the last Mission Impossible. Oh yes, that was his yeah, vibe as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, this movie just like took all the things we like, mushed them together, and then and now we're into it. Which However, is kind of Netflix's <laughs> IP. I mean, it's, it's like just the they, they get they get they get leveled at it all the time. And it's funny because um, obviously, like Netflix love to promote, and it's I'd say it's an algorithm thing as well. Like they love to take the guy from Bridgerton and put him in this movie, right? And they took Anna de Armas, and and interestingly, only today then I read that this morning that she's going to be like playing Marilyn Monroe in an upcoming Netflix movie. Wait, isn't like, there already like two th- other Marilyn Monroe movies coming out? Dude, or is that Marilyn one Monroe will never stop being exploited for content. Yeah. Anyway, so she's in a Marilyn Monroe. So they love dipping into their own well of talent. And the next Knives Out movie is going to be on Netflix, isn't it? Didn't we read that? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so I think they just like, this is all kind of feeding into their own like ecosystem as well. Yeah. What I will say about which the start, further... Which also will have Jessica Henwick, who was also in this movie. Jessica Henwick? Yeah, she was the... Um, the oh, CIA agent bad, with the short slightly hair slightly baddie but slightly, slightly goodie bad, yeah so she's probably going to be worse in the next movie and then what I have to say with this movie is the longer we are away from watching it right yeah. even as we're doing this podcast it's like in the Langoliers when those creatures eat the past <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if you go back in time in the Langoliers you'd actually be eaten by these giant like Pac-Man the longer and further removed from this movie Weird I am movie that was. I'm, re- I'm forgetting everything so we have to finish this podcast quickly or I actually won't be able to speak about the movie <laughs> okay um, <laughs> I mean I don't know what else I got to say I mean there was some the- I like the plot with um, like our protagonist and the little girl like they I, I enjoyed oh, yeah. their relationship the stuff with the record yeah. all that stuff was nice she was a good actor yeah like that was all nice did I think that he sacrifice everything in his life to rescue her yeah I bought it you know often in these movies you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't but like we learned like he had a terrible cruel father clearly him and Billy Bob Thornton have got a kind of father-son relationship but and they showed me enough of him and the girl to make me buy it because he seems to like 
even his backstory while fairly underdeveloped was like and Billy Bob Thornton even said it at the beginning you know he killed his dad for a reason yeah. and he kills what he thinks are bad guys so when that girl was at risk he does want to save her and actually the other guy who I think is number five but no one told us he was the guy towards the end who was brought in I don't in think as, like, he was I think assassin. they're saving that he basically was like as soon as he heard they were going to kill a little girl he was like I'm done so yeah. they were like we have our morals assassin with a cold <laughs> um, do you know what the, really annoyed me though about Ryan Reynolds's Ryan Gosling no! Jesus Christ um, his backstory was that and, and I believe this is based on a book so I don't know what came first but it is the minor spoilers for the boys but it's the exact plot of Carl Urban's character in the boys it, Dave I the would say exact. like you're very you're deep into the boys right now it's the exact plot I've seen of a thousand movies it is pretty it's okay. pretty obvious but, so but come on sorry literally one. like um, a son and brother raised by an abusive dad whose toxic masculinity destroys them recruited by the CIA that, now where I would say it's, it's more of an thing. homage to the voice that you said it's the same actor uh, sorry it's the <laughs> same the actor the, uh, well sorry it's not the same actor but the, there is a, the young actor Ryan Gosling in this movie is an actor from the boys I'm yeah. like come on how does nobody else see the this the other reference they made quite overtly was someone co- actually called Ryan Gosling Ken, Ken he at says one he's point. a Ken doll, yeah. So yeah. like they're literally like they're like I think what, the mo- what side guys can we get into this? I think movie? The movie is trying to be meta and self aware, but it's not really doing it like for, I don't know, it's just it was odd. All those all that stuff was odd, it pulled me out of it. It didn't pull me out of it, it kinda of washed over me, but I noticed it enough. I was like, Oh yeah, there's a Barbie reference. I mean, if you've got like one of the most talked about upcoming movies, he's in that He's playing Ken. He kind of does look like a Ken doll. Fine. Yeah, They're just having yeah. a bit of fun with it. What did you think of Ryan Gosling's performance in this? I think he's great. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. I thought no it was fine. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought he was like solid action hero. But like the character and him, there's not very. Like, I don't know. There's not. There's not much about him really. Is there? He wasn't. No, he wasn't interesting though. That's no. often the case with action heroes, right? He also didn't seem particularly tortured by his own backstory. He didn't seem to. But <laughs> I think that's part of like Ryan Gosling is an actor who I feel like is always smiling. Do you get that? Like he's like he's always got half a smile it's on. It's just his face. He he's never like seems natu- very he's like resting, smiling, resting face. Yes. <laughs> Have like, you watched the Notebook? I never buy. I never buy that. Have you watched the Notebook? No. I then haven't. tell me he okay. can't play torture. All right. Okay. I, stink I love him actually I was really glad to watch him in this movie I feel like I haven't seen him in ages no he was good he's yeah, solid he's very good and, and I still think he's the better like Ryan Steve... I write like Ryan Reynolds as well but I feel like well, every time Ryan Reynolds it. shows up I'm getting a Ryan Reynolds performance yeah. whereas Ryan Gosling I can he can disappear to the, into the role to the point where we watched more. a Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix recently and we didn't even bother recording a podcast on it because we were like we really it? nothing to say about that again I think the Langoliers have eaten it the one that was about was him time travelling which is also our job. oh the Adam Project yeah. the Adam Project yeah that so was... we didn't even bother reviewing that one so oh, this one that... is, is up and up I thought this was a lot better than that yeah this is a lot that better that had some nice elements to but it but that really felt like a TV movie it just felt like it was yeah just yeah. off a treadmill no but obviously this, the MVP of this movie is um Chris, Chris Captain America Evans yeah. yeah he is so fun in this I was actually watching it and I was like do you know what I think he must be so happy to be done with the Marvel movies yeah. and he's getting to do fun other stuff because I really felt when you were watching Poor recently like god help poor Chris Hemsworth like, uh, he's trapped he's in just a, trapped trapped in a studio to, nightmare all he used to do was work out eight hours a day so he can be muscly enough to play Thor in yeah. these like 
increasingly worse films. It mustn't be stretching him as an actor. But no, like, I mean, he's brilliant, and but he's always playing the same character, and that must get really boring. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I felt like they were all really enjoying their roles in this, which I think is great. And, yeah, that's about it. I think so we've talked about... So, would you, wa- would you show up for an, Would you show up in your own living room for another one of these? If it's the Grey Man 2, Grey, Grey, Grey Moore, Grey... The thing is... Grayer, the Grayer Man. Because it's on Netflix, yeah, I would... Would yeah. I go and see it in the cinema? Absolutely not. What about you? The Grey Man 2. Would you go and watch... Grey About You. Would you go and watch Grey About You in the cinema? Um, in the cinema? Yeah. I mean, probably not if it's on Netflix. No, this but if problem. it was Oh, binary. if it was only in the cinema? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be rushing out, no. No, yeah, same. But I'd probably head out. We of... wouldn't. We barely get to see stuff we like in the cinema yeah. these days. Never mind this choice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Let us know, uh, you know, whether you're in the 77% or the 23%. Let us know <laughs> what you feel about The Grey Man. Do you feel anything at all? Do you remember it? It's a terrible title, by the way. If isn't you it? watched it, do you remember it? That's that my a bad primary. title. It's a terrible title. Do you title, remember yeah. it? Yeah, email us, thecinemile they... at gmail.com or at thecinemile on Twitter. Twitter, do you remember this movie? Also, they're like, he lives in the grey, but that's the only reference in the whole movie to the grey man bit. Yeah. So, like, to, to hang your title on that... Come up with a better title. There should be a little bit more going on in the movie about I've, it. I've got one. What? Sierra 6. <laughs> Although, the way that sounds a bit like Underground 6 or whatever, the Michael Bay... Another Netflix movie by Michael Bay, action movie, with Ryan with Reynolds. Ryan. Oh, my God, it's all coming... <laughs> and that would look terrible. We didn't even yeah, watch Yeah, we didn't it. watch that. Okay, yeah. bye. Okay, bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.